Welcome to episode 182 of the Various Accessory Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio, on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary, by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is overdressed for the podcast today, John Scott Sloat. Uh, counterpoint. <laughs> you might be underdressed. <laughs> yes, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yes. Yeah, so John's got the the uh, uh, the dress slacks, the sport coat, the open collar shirt, so no tie. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of ties. Yeah, not not a, not a big fan. Uh, meanwhile, I am rocking the cargo shorts and the uh, polo shirt. Well, of the two of us, we know you're the more casual person. Uh, well, <laughs> it's just more of a reflection of our different jobs. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I think we noted this last episode. Technically speaking, I'm unemployed right now. I, su- I suppose that's a bit true. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a, what, a 10-month contract? Yeah. I think 10 month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You're off contract right now, but you're still employed. Yeah. Like you have another contract coming up. I do have. It's not like they canceled your health insurance or anything like that. No, no. Uh, Everybody can just rest easy. And they spread your payout over twelve months, right? They They take your ten month pay and spread it out over twelve. Yes. So I mean, could you imagine if they didn't do that? If they only paid you for ten months, that'd be challenging to budget out. Mm -hmm. Particularly if they did the same thing for your wife, who's also a teacher, and I imagine also has a ten month contract. Yeah. Yes. That'd be that'd be a wild summer. Yeah, yeah. Better have some good budgeting skills. Oh yeah. So, all right. So we're we're in the studio again this week. Um, and today's a strange day. Like weather-wise, it's upper sixties and overcast. Rainy. Yeah. Very rainy. Very unusual. Had fruit. some hail last night at my place. Did you? Yeah. Sunday Sunday evening had some had some good hail. Okay. Not not good hail. We we just had a little bit of hail. Yeah, we were driving back from from Kentucky yesterday. So, I my in my email inbox was full of I get the little weather alerts from the city of Warsaw. Sure. Say severe thunderstorm warning for whatever, and there were like ten of them or twelve of them. Yep. So, but um, and then I guess there was a there was a tornado in Greenwood, Indiana. Yeah, that's south of Indianapolis, yeah. though. Yeah, which that's honestly, I mean, we were driving from essentially Evansville up to Indianapolis. We were at a wedding there Saturday. In Greenwood? In Greenwood or just outside of Greenwood. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can find us on Twitter at VNS Pod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we would love for you to leave a five-star rating and a review on whatever platform you access the show. All right, John, you're ready to talk some sports here? Sure. So, uh, again, we've kind of reached the part of the year where sports uh, is in a little bit of a lull, at least in terms of our interests. Uh, Maybe one of the bigger stories uh, is probably the NBA draft was Mm -hmm. held this past week. And, uh, John, tell us who went number one to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, well, it was Victor Wembanyama. That's not bad. 
What 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 actually is it? Uh, it's that bass. It's a little faster. I did the best I could. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed because <laughs> pre-show you you were butchering it. So well, normally if I get a couple of runs uh, at, at a name, I can uh, yeah. I can usually do a lot better. Yeah. So uh, that was the uh, that was it was well known the Spurs were going to take him. Um, there's been a lot of hype around this kid. Uh, some scouts saying he's the he's the best prospect to come into the draft since LeBron James. Where did he go to school? He did not go to school. Oh, he's coming straight from high school. Well, he played. I don't know where that is. Like it's, it's some like it's not G League. It's not. I think that might be. I don't know if that's overseas. It might be overseas. So some of these guys, since you can't go straight from high school into the draft mm-hmm. anymore, you have to have a year separation. Some of these guys, instead of playing college basketball, are going overseas and playing. Yep. Um, and so um, I'm not sure. The, the the name of the team listed in parentheses is Metropolitans 92. Oh. I have no idea what that means. No, no. It sounds like I don't. I, it sounds so, like a city founded in 1992. There you go. Um, Maybe Dubai. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So um, other than that, I really didn't follow. Other than uh, I know uh, Ohio State had a player taken by the Utah Jazz. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh went 28th to the okay. Utah Jazz. Um, and uh, just looking over the list currently, uh, a couple things I guess caught my attention. First of all, and this is going to probably not surprise but annoy – those folks who root for the team up north, but the Orlando Magic drafting Jet Howard at eleven was absurd. Hmm. That's crazy. He he did not have the kind of season at Michigan where you'd go, wow, you'd expect him to be a top ten kind of pick. So, um, and then let's see, um, trying to see anything else. Who did your Knicks draft here? I don't believe they had a first round. They draft did pick. not have a first draft. The uh, let's see, scrolling, scrolling. Where are the Knicks? Maybe this is why I got no updates about the draft. Because did the they Knicks, not have a pick? They did not have a pick. Okay, well there you go. Or they traded their picks away. That's right. I mean that that's that's yeah. what happened. But it could have happened night of. Interesting. Um, that's a bold strategy. Not getting any new players. Well, you know. Yeah, and did I see correctly? I think I saw it. They declined to renew. Uh, they declined Derek Rose's option for next year. Is that right? They might have. He didn't play much this last year. Yeah. They, so. they, they really went with Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Which which probably a good choice. Worked worked out well. Probably a good choice. Yeah. So it, well, part of what's fascinating is when you look at that list of players, how many of them didn't play college basketball, mm-hmm. whether they're international players or Americans who. Didn't go to college. Um, it's 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 an it, it's a new day in in the NBA for sure. Um, I think my favorite named person was the fourth pick, Amen Thompson. <laughs> I, I I didn't see that. Where did he go? He went number four to what team? Uh, Houston. Okay. And he played it overtime elite. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know if that's some like. That's got to be some sort of school, right? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That that might be some semi-pro overseas. I don't know. But the guy after him also 
played for that same team, overtime elite. So they must have had some 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 serious players there. Um, yeah, it's it's just funny to it used to be you know twenty years ago when you looked at the NBA draft, if you followed college basketball, you recognized ninety percent of the players, mm-hmm. and now that's not the case. Well, and and it was always like the. Ooh, unique overseas pick. You know, there there was a there was a lot of mystery surrounding it, and and that's yeah. just not the case anymore. No, no, not at all, not at all. So, anyway, um, let's talk Mets. What's oh, going on with goodness. your Mets? Have you been paying attention? No. Oh, the sky is falling in Queens. <laughs> so it's, I, I thought things been... were supposed to get better with this new owner. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Mr. I, billionaire, billionaire. Yep, I, I just think the team's playing poorly. So, I, is the manager going to get fired? Who's the manager? I don't even know. Buck Showalter. Okay, is the manager. There's talk. Could happen. I, he just he he's the reason we dropped a game last night because of poor moves. Or we had a six to three lead entering the eighth, and he did not get our closer out there, and the other guy gave up three runs to tie the game, and eventually the game winner. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, Bucks. I think Bucks on the hot seat. I mean, this team was. I I think if they were would have been second in the division, I think Buck keeps his job. You know, they make a wild card. Everything's fine. But uh, fourth place is not what billions and billions of dollars. Well, how far back are they? Um, We're closer to the bottom of the NL than the. Than a wild card. I assume spot. the Braves are probably winning that division currently. The Braves are winning that division for sure. Okay, for sure. Uh, the Marlins are a surprise in that division. I believe they're, oh goodness, second or third. They are second uh, at forty-five and thirty-four. Um, the Phillies are forty and thirty-seven and third, and the Mets are thirty-five and forty-two. Okay, so, so we're fifteen games back of the Braves. Wow. That's a ways back. I mean, uh, it's still late June, so. It's still early. The, they still have a second half of the season to play. And teams do get hot in the mm-hmm. second half and yep. make things happen. But who knows? We're eight games back of a wild card spot right now. Okay. That's that, That's not disastrous. Yeah. That's very That's very doable. It feels Assuming the, you start playing well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Justin Verlander hasn't been very good. Uh, Max Scherzer been, has been better of late. Mm-hmm. The bullpen is just giving up so many runs, mm. so many runs. Anyway, it's been – we have the most losses in Major League Baseball while scoring six or more runs. Yeah, that's not a good reflection on your pitching staff. No, no, no. It's been bad. All right. Let's move on to briefly talk about our summer read So we have completed our sort of segment-by-segment discussion in previous episodes. And uh, next week, that episode will be our full episode interview with the author, Brian Rosner, which we recorded last last week. week. And any any broad reflections on that conversation? I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. He's a good interview. He's got a beautiful Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just – He's thoughtful, he's engaging, and perhaps the biggest takeaway, a big cricket fan. 
Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and we I don't know if I'm allowed to announce this, but you and I got invited out uh, by him. I think on the I think that was on air. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it? I, I don't remember. I can't Maybe. remember if it was on air or after, but we got invited out to join him in Australia for a cricket match sometime, yeah. which would be awesome. Or England, he said, if we could if we could meet up in England. That'd be fine. I'd be fine with fine that. with that too. That's a what? Seven hour flight to England? You've just you've just done it recently. Yeah, like twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How far is it from Chicago? Um, it is a smidge under eight. Okay. We yeah. could do that. Yeah. Long weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I'd be willing to do that. I think the prospect of our wives coming with us are dwindle at a, at a long weekend in yeah, London. Yeah, I think that's a tough sell. Mm-hmm. That'd be a tough sell. But you and I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for a weekend in London with Brian Rosner. Yeah. Absolutely. He was a blast. Yes. So uh, that episode will drop uh, next week. And just as a, as a, as a warning – there will be more cricket discussion in that episode than any previous episode we've ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the the most knowledgeable discussion of cricket. Yes, although I still need I still need a definition of what a wicket is. Did you not watch the videos I sent you? No, nah, no, I haven't yet. You got to go back and watch, especially so after that interview. Um, I went searching for just some basic introductions to cricket. You did. You did. And, and I then... sent you the first one and then I found a second one that's even better because it's basically explaining cricket to someone who's a baseball fan. And we'll drop that in the show notes. I had forgot because you said that to me 9 o'clock, 9.30, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I was in bed and and attempting to fall asleep. Yeah. And I was just, I'm not, I'm not I'll watch these tomorrow. I saw them come through and then I just forgot about them. Yeah. Yeah, the the one that's that's basically for baseball fans, I think, does a good job of if you know the basics of baseball, mm-hmm. it helps bridge the gap a little bit. I'll, we can post that in the show notes uh, for, for this episode or the next for the interview. Oh, for this episode. Okay. All right. People can go watch uh, that YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket list item: cricket match with Brian Rosner. Yeah. I love it. I think that sounds great. (laughs) That'd be great. All right, John, let's move on to our main topic for the day. Something a little bit more lighthearted than, um, you know, identity and expressive individualism. Mm -hmm. Important topics for sure. Yeah, we are are doing some hard-hitting, deep philosophical work today. we're going to talk about our favorite comedy movies. And we've done favorite movies before, right? I think so. I think we've I think we've done favorite movies, but not comedy movies. Right. I know my list will have some overlap. Yeah, I don't honestly remember all that I put on that. So um but let's yeah. So again, we're not saying these are the best comedies of all time. We're saying these are our favorites. Yeah. And I feel like comedy is especially a genre where personal taste makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Because what a, what one person finds funny doesn't necessarily mean that another person will find it funny. Oh, yeah. So styles of humor vary greatly. And this is also where we're going to make our blanket upfront We have to. Disclaimer. Oh, yeah. Please be aware that some, if not all, of these – may have 
objectionable content. So before you just run out and uh, stream it or whatever, we encourage you to make sure you check with um, whatever source you use to find out about potentially objectionable content in movies. Have we covered ourselves? I think so. Yes. None of these movies, I mean, are the most wholesome. <laughs> I don't know. I think my second one on there is pretty close. Yeah, I think that, though, that's though There's a little bit of language. But even that's not like – yeah, OK. All right. We both have six movies. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? OK. So I, this this movie was on my other list for sure because it is my favorite movie of all time, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I know I've mentioned this to you uh, to you before, and I still have not seen it. And that's fine. That's fine. I would never I would never force it upon you. Uh, but it's it's a Will Ferrell movie where he plays a serious character. I think you would enjoy it because it does have like a author angle to it. But okay. anyway, he hears a voice that's going to tell him that that tells him he is going to die. And he realizes he's a character in a book that's being written. Okay, I've, I've I've certainly heard of it, and now as you describe it, I remember it being described to me. Yeah. So I love that it it's sort of an under the radar 2006 movie uh, with a lot of a lot of famous people in it. So Will mm-hmm. Ferrell's in it, Queen Latifah, Dennis, uh, Dustin Hoffman, uh, uh, Emma Thompson. I mean, there's just a just a handful of quite famous people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a really – I think it's a really clever movie. OK. I am not a huge Will Ferrell fan. So that might have been why I've kind of probably stayed away from it. You but, know, I really enjoy lots of Will Ferrell stuff. There's some stuff I really can't enjoy. I have another Will Ferrell movie on this list. Yeah, I saw that. Um, in fact, it's my next one. But uh, in this, he plays a very – a more serious role. I mean he's in – he works for the IRS in this movie. So uh, there's very few like scream at clouds will wear will feral moments uh, in that in that movie. Mm-hmm. So okay, maybe I'll have to check that out. And it, ha- it has a novel angle, uh, yeah. a literature angle to it. So okay. So um, the first one on my list, really, I'd say the first two are probably my two are my two favorite comedies. After that, they kind of you know, drop off from there. But um, Raising Arizona. I've never seen this. I know this is one of your favorite movies. Yeah. It's very early Coen Brothers. Okay. And uh, it was Nicolas Cage. Coen Brothers. What else? Um, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, They did Fargo, I think. Okay. Um, So uh, this was like Early Nicolas Cage. So before he was like a really big star. Mm-hmm. And before he was an internet meme. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, it's got John Goodman in it who's really good in the like role John he's Goodman. in. Yeah. And, and part of what makes this movie – so it's about this guy who is um, uh, a, former, a former convict uh, who um, marries a policewoman – and they uh, are unable to have biological children. And so instead of going through the adoption process, they decide to steal 
a baby from uh, this man who's a wealthy owner of a series of furniture shops uh, who his wife just had like uh, quintuplets, I think. Mm. And so their logic is they got one to spare. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's – and part of what makes this movie so good is – it, there's there's a bit of slapstick elements in it for sure, but the writing is poetic. Like hmm. some of the dialogue is just poetic, beautifully written. So uh, that kind of takes it up a notch, and it's it's an eminently quotable movie as well. Hmm. So raising Arizona. All right, John, what do you got next? Uh, so it's it's. Another Will Ferrell movie. And <laughs> it's probably the – now, Will Ferrell was famous for being on Saturday Night Live. Right. But I think this movie really launched him into into who he is. Uh, Anchorman. Yeah. Um, have, have you seen Anchorman? OK. So I, I saw it for the first time on one of my flights back and forth to the UK recently. OK. OK. So Very first time. OK. So let me explain why I like it and then I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I have not watched a movie in probably 10 years, but it was such a – it was a movie that all my friends would get together and watch when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just laughed endlessly, quoted this at, at all yeah. sorts of events and moments, and it was always an homage to mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, and so that that's why it's on the list because it was so um, – it was probably the most quoted movie during my high school and early college years. So yeah. that's – that's why it's up there for me. That makes sense. That makes sense. What did you think of the movie on the flight, <laughs> having viewed it recently? Um, I thought it was funny. Like I wouldn't put it in my top, you know, top list of comedies. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I can see its appeal. Did you enjoy the the newscaster fight uh, that takes place in yeah. that movie? Yeah, I, I mean, I I enjoyed. Um, now. Again, this is part of the content warning. Of course, it's it's set in the probably seventies, late seventies, yeah. I think, probably. Yeah. So, um, you know, the way that they interact with um, the the new female reporter is, of course, completely out of step with contemporary sensibilities. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I found it endearing. Okay. So uh, that was better than I was expecting from you. So I was expecting See, to be like I, I had pretty low expectations because I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. Okay. I mean I, I don't I don't dislike him. I just feel like he's he's to me I like I feel like if I've seen him in one thing I've seen him in everything oh, yeah. that he's one character. Oh yeah. Um, watch Stranger Than Fiction. You will you will <laughs> okay. see a different side or the okay. producers is another one of his. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. What's your next one? Um, now, this might be my current favorite comedy of all time. It's okay. it's it's close. Um, what about Bob? Great movie. It's amazing. Great movie. And you know, one of the reasons um, I, I love it so much is uh, one, Bill Murray's terrific, mm-hmm. but um, it does a good job of poking fun at the pretentiousness of um, of some forms of psychology as well as even just the sort of full-of-himself psychologist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, besides being remarkably funny, part of what I love about this movie is, and not to be all, you know, spiritualizing things, <laughs> but, you know, here's this guy who has all of these psychological disorders. You know, he's obsessive compulsive. He can't go out in public because he's a germaphobe, all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And what is it that like basically cures him or at least gets him back to something close to normal? It's being a part of a family. Mm -hmm. It's community. It's people who love him and accept him and his quirks. And that's what brings him out of some of his weirdness. And I think, quite frankly, there's a spiritual parallel there that what he, what, what he needs, what all of us need at some level is community. I 100 percent agree with that and love that. And all I want to say is I'm sailing. I'm a sailor. <laughs> That's all I want to say as your uh, – as your, yeah. uh, Is as this your hand shucked? Is this hand shucked? <laughs> yeah, pilot high and deep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Though, and one of the – another reason why I love this movie is – so there's a scene where uh, Bob goes to see – um, Dr. Marvin for the first time and, you know, he, he says, here's my book and I'm going to be on vacation for the next four weeks, six weeks, whatever. If you need anything, there's a doctor on call you can you can get in mm-hmm. touch with. And I missed this the first time I saw the movie. The name of that doctor is Dr. Harmon. Mm-hmm. That just endeared my heart to no yeah. end. So uh, yeah. what about Bob? Lake Winnipesaka. Um Okay, my my third movie that I'll mention here, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Another one I've not seen. I know of, but have not okay, seen. Okay, so that one came out in 2010, um, and it's set up uh, like, a, like a video game, basically. So Scott, the main character, has to like beat all these bosses to eventually date the girl at the end. Um, and they really play up on it. It's... Mm-hmm. Really witty, really funny. Okay. So I, I really, really enjoy that movie. All right. My next one is Tommy Boy. That's a classic movie. Classic. The late Chris Farley. Fat guy in a little <laughs> goat. <laughs> so many, so many, so many epic quotable lines. And Chris Farley's just funny. Oh, so. yeah. Um, well, David Spade is in that David as well. David Spade is in there. And Rob Lowe is in there. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of in his like – in his in, in the arc of him sort of rehabilitating his career. So he was like a young star and then he got into some trouble and then he kind of fell off the face of the earth to some degree. And that was sort of early in his like rehabilitation of his career. Um and so, yeah, he plays a uh, – And now he does Adkins commercials almost almost <laughs> exclusively. Does. Yeah. Though to me, that feels like it's it's a natural outworking of his character from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, a little that's bit. That's Chris Traeger. A little bit, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. My fourth one, uh, I'm willing to bet you've never heard of this movie. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. Uh, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> it's a cop movie, right? It's a cop movie. So um, – it's about this uh, police officer in Britain. So it's it's like a British comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's got some different humor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about a, a, a British cop who is um, takes it takes everything very seriously. Does everything by the book. Uh, is very detailed, planned out. You know, 
uh, does everything according to the way it's supposed to be done. And then he gets he gets in trouble somehow and transferred to a small town. And the only other police officer in town is this guy that knows all about policing from watching American cop movies. <laughs> okay. And so he's just like, you can't do that. That's that's against the rules, you know, you know. And all these things happens as he's going around these town. Well, eventually the second half of the movie is him learning about this basic plot to to kill him or take over the town to, to do something. Mm-hmm. And he goes into full like American movie cop mode and uh, you know, starts shooting up the plays, mm-hmm. bullets are, it's very the the last third of the movie is just absolutely hilarious. And it's a very well written movie, so mm-hmm. Words are constantly coming back from like earlier in the movie, yeah. stuff like that. It's really good. All right. Uh, my next one is Happy Gilmore with a sort of honorable mention nod to The Waterboy and Billy Madison, <laughs> which are all similar vibe kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. They're early Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, but Happy Gilmore to me is uh, – is the best of that bunch. Um, it's got um, and it's got an interesting supporting cast. It's got uh, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, the guy, um, oh gosh, the guy that plays Apollo Creed in mm-hmm. um, in the Rocky series. That Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. that's his name. Okay, and. Um, and it's got a cameo by Bob Barker. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, that's one the of most the great scenes. That's one of the most memorable <laughs> memorable part of those of that movie is that he gets in a fist fight with Bob Barker. And Bob Barker absolutely kicks his rear end across yeah. the, across the course. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also got uh, uh, Julie Bowen mm-hmm. from where I got to know her uh, the show Ed. But mm. more famously, of course, uh, Modern Family. Ah, okay. She's the uh, she's the wife. In she's the, the PR person, right? I've not watched Modern Family. She she's the blonde woman who's. Married. Oh, I'm I'm talking Happy Gilmore. She's oh, the, Happy. Gil- she's the PR. Yeah, person. she's the PR person. Okay. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, Shooter McGavin, one of the great villains of our day. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and again, eminently quotable. That's that's key. Um. All right, uh, number five, Zombieland. This was a bit of a reach for me. I don't think I've heard, I don't think I've heard of this one. Um, yeah, this is this is about a, a socially awkward guy who finds himself in the zombie apocalypse and has these rules for survival uh, through the zombie apocalypse, like um, um, basically keeping shape and cardio uh, in case you got to run. These are his own. These are his own rules, rules. for staying alive. Okay. Uh, don't trust anyone. Uh, shoot everything twice in the head. Uh, you, you know. Uh, Stuff like that and runs into, oh my goodness, uh, Emma Stone, if you know Emma Stone, Mm -hmm. runs into, oh my goodness, he was in a blanket on his name, but runs into a number of of people. It's about their journey westward and uh, uh, surviving the zombie apocalypse is very funny. All right. And great music. It opens with uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls (laughs) while they're just like shooting zombies. It's, it's, It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, my next one, and and this is jumping into the rom com portion of the com- comedy. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I, I mean co- rom com comedy. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think it fits. I think it's a both yeah. hand. Yeah, I think so too. Um, this is 
maybe my wife and I's favorite movie. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. It's it's certainly yeah. And and part of what I mean, besides Billy Crystal being great, Meg Ryan being great in there, um, I love the little snippets they put in there of the old couples talking yeah. about how they met. Those are great. Uh huh. Absolutely. And the movie ends great. with Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan talking about how yeah. they met. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just great. I I really like Billy Crystal. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy him a lot. Yeah. He did a really good job in that movie. Um, that that movie is just a classic and really really good. Mm-hmm. Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. Same guy that made uh, Princess Bride. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Okay. Uh, my sixth and final uh, one that I'll choose, and this is the oldest movie on my list, uh, Coming to America, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Uh, I saw that on cable probably 15 times growing up. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd, is that right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. And uh, just a really, really – I enjoy a good plot, um, something that's different and unique, and mm-hmm. that is certainly a different and unique plot. Yeah. This African prince coming to America to find a wife, uh, but he doesn't want to find a wife. He wants a sort or a wife. He wants a middle class life and works at uh, uh, McDonald's, I believe is what it was <laughs> in the movie. Uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson's in that movie. Is he? So the robber that comes in that they that they beat with a mop handle. Yeah. Do you remember this vaguely? That's Samuel L. Jackson. That's like very early career. That's very early Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Uh, my last one here, in, and this is this is a, this is one of those movies that it is a comedy. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've never seen this one. Oh man! I know it's a classic. It is. Classic. I know I should see it. I've it is just classic. Never seen it. Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick, uh, just yeah. he had a good run of movies. Yeah, he did, and um, it's set in the city of Chicago in the suburbs, and so yeah, it's just it, it it's a fun movie. I mean, I mean the premise is you know you got this kid named Ferris Bueller who fakes being sick so he can have a fun day in the city with his girlfriend and best friend and. The principal is kind of suspicious and so there's a whole – and it's – you know, he's faked out his parents and all this sort of stuff and just, yeah, classic, classic. I almost put Groundhog Day on here. Mm. Another Bill Murray? Yeah. I really like Bill Murray. And now, there's another guy. Bill Murray's in Zombieland. Is he really? Yep. See, you were – He plays Bill Murray. Oh, he plays himself? Yes. Uh, they they break in, so they get to they get to California and they break into a house and it's Bill Murray's house and he has put on makeup like a zombie so they won't attack him, and so he's walking around the house. They nearly they near they they nearly initially kill Bill Murray when mm. they see him. He's another guy that, you know, for the longest time he was just a comedy guy, and then he did some more serious roles where you're like, actually, he's got a little bit more range than mm-hmm. just being a comedy guy. So. All right. Well, now that we've solved the world's problems, John, I think we can move on to this day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history, June 27th, 2023. Uh, In 1939, 
Uh, brilliant West Indies batsman George Headley scores 107 to follow his 106 in the first innings in uh, first cricket test versus England at Lords. Uh, England still wins by eight wickets. Hmm. Did you understand that more after having watched that video? A little bit more, yes. Okay. <laughs> a little bit more, yes. Um, all right. So that was 1939. Uh, 1954, Hungary beats Brazil 4-2 in the Battle of Bern uh, as the as FIFA World Cup quarterfinal descends into an all-out brawl with three players sent off. Fighting continues in dressing room uh, after the final whistle. That's when you know they're really upset, when there's not a crowd to cheer them on and they're still fighting. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 1988, uh, Mike Tyson KOs uh, Michael Spink. Uh, it should be Spinks, I think. Oh, Spinks? Yeah. Okay. In 91 seconds uh, in Atlantic City, uh, $67 million. Yeah. W- went to Mike Tyson or was was gambled think, on that event? I think that was Mike Tyson's payday. Dude, boxers just make so much money. Well, I mean, at that level, Yes. It's absurd kind of money. Did you see, by the way, there's something – they're trying to – they're doing something with Elon Musk and Mark fighting Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg? I did see that. Is that actually going to happen? I don't know. OK. I, I, I mean do people really want to see – I suppose people probably want to see billionaires try to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. I, Zuckerberg's so small. But he's got the age advantage. I mean, he's significantly younger than Musk. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it feels like Elon's going to get out there and have a robotic arm or something. You know, like like <laughs> yes. he's going to have something. Or <laughs> yes. what'll happen is Zuckerberg will be, let's do it in the metaverse, you know, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yes. And then we're all just going to throw up our hands and be upset yeah. about it. Um, Nineteen ninety three, uh, New York pitcher. Anthony Young loses a 24th straight game. And uh, yeah, that, that, that checks out. That's consistent. <laughs> That's hard to do, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean – It's impressive. It's, and to stay in the majors. That's – Well, but what that probably tells you is, you know, that there had to be games in there where he's like, you know, he holds the other team to two runs – the Mets score one or get shut out. You know, yep. like th- that can happen to a pitcher who's just pitching reasonably well and the offense just doesn't support him. Oh, yeah. Um, 2013 NBA draft UNLV. Uh, That's University of Nevada, Las Vegas, yes. for those keeping score at home. Power forward Anthony Bennett, first picked by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Flop. All right. Who do you like or what do you like? Or what don't you like? I mean, there's negative. We, we skewed negative on this one as well. Yeah. I might go with uh, George Headley there. Really? We're not going to go with Anthony Young losing 24 games, are we? No. Okay. No. And Anthony Bennett was a bust. Yeah, yeah. So. And there, there's a fight. We certainly don't want to go with – Encouraging violence. Encouraging violence outside of a proper context. Like Mike Tyson, yes. Like Mike Mike Tyson's proper con- – well, in this <laughs> – him fighting this other guy was good. Michael Spinks, yeah. So you like the cricket. I like the cricket. OK. I know. I still know nothing about cricket That's or okay. very, very, very little. You're going to watch those videos and report back to us in two weeks when we get on the air. Yeah. 
Get I'll, a little homework. I'll do something. Yeah. One thing you liked. All right. So I am just about finished with a book uh, that I've been really enjoying by Gene Veith. Gene Edward Veith. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. I believe he's a does, pres- does stuff on vocation. Does stuff on vocation. He has a book uh, that came out 2020 or 2021 called Post Christian A Guide to Contemporary Thought and Culture. Hmm. Um, really, really good. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. It's been. It's been a good a good read. Okay, I know for a while. I don't know if he still is, but he was uh, pretty closely associated with World Magazine. And oh uh, yeah, so I'm not sure if he is anymore. But um, he apparently was at Patrick Henry University. I think that's right. Um, yeah. Which he mentions in the book that that I did not realize. And he, you know, I'm always looking for good thinkers who are engaging uh, with modern culture, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think he has some good thoughts. Some helpful thoughts. Okay. Don't agree or love everything, but yeah, but I, I found some of it pretty challenging and helpful. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my long weekend in Kentucky with Kate's family. So did a little road trip down there. You're just a traveling man. I'm done. We're not going anywhere. You're traveling more than I am right now. Yeah, that's in just the, a in the past window. two months. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I. I do not anticipate leaving the county for the next six weeks. Hmm. Interesting. Now, there might be an exception to that, but um, no immediate plans. So certainly have no plans to leave the state. Yeah, that, that might be a better better play. No plans to leave the state. So uh, good weekend down there. Um, it was disgustingly hot. I bet. But down in the hills of Kentucky, we were near it's Card. Cardiz, Cardiz, Kentucky. It's the the area is called Land Between the Lakes. Okay. So, hear much banjo music down there? Surprisingly, no. Okay. No. But um, yeah, good to be with Kate's family. They're a lot of fun. So that was my one thing I liked. All right, John. We have talked NBA draft. We have talked briefly our summer read in that we've encouraged you to be sure to listen to next week's episode where we have our full-length interview with Brian Rosner, the author. And finish the book if yeah. you haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there'll be some cricket talk in there. We have talked favorite comedy movies of all time. And we have talked about brilliant West Indies batsman George Headley. Hmm. He is truly brilliant. What was was brilliant? Yeah, I assume his past. Probably, if he was act, an active athlete in 1939, I think he's probably no longer living. Mm-hmm. Probably safe. So, I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics, and all that's left to say is, until next time, the Lord bless y'all. Real good. Later.